Hello again, listeners, and welcome back to Geniuses, Poets, and Artists. My name is Kim. Still can't get rid of me. I'm still your host. This is the second time we're doing this because I forgot to hit the record button about 10 minutes ago. Uh, now I know about John's early acting career, yeah. which he is going to reiterate for the uh, benefit of all you good folks out there. It's funny because you said hello again, and like there was a real like, uh, like a uh, real like uh, saltiness in the word again. Hello again. <laughs> Because yes. we have to record. Yes, I'm salty at myself because I looked at my podcasting thing and I said, ah, it is clearly recording because the levels are bouncing up and down. Yes. It turns out it does that all the time, yeah. even when it's off, which yes. makes sense. So, yeah. um, who am I, right? Yes, who are you, John? <laughs> I, see, now that we've done I can do both sides. No problem, Kim, you just relax. <laughs> you can just seethe. Uh, who am I? Well, I am an actor, a photographer, a director, a writer, uh, improviser, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher, I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm a freelancer mostly, mm-hmm. so I do a lot of different things. Right, so I think you mentioned a few things. In particular, mm-hmm. I think uh, in our conversation, which will remain in <laughs> the past between us, Lost. you mentioned that your favorite thing world. of all of these is as a performer. Yeah, for actor. sure. I mean, first and foremost, I am a performer, I'm an actor, I love it. Like, um, the feeling when I get I'm on when I'm on stage or in front of the camera just doing my thing, mm-hmm. improv script or whatever, I just feel so ah, there's so many adjectives where I feel so alive, I feel mm-hmm. so present, I mm-hmm. feel so I feel like this is where I'm doing my purpose, I feel like I'm helping people. So mm-hmm. no matter what, I mean as much I think a lot of people who listen who listen to this podcast know me as like a coach and a trainer, which yep. I love. Mm-hmm. But for sure. First and foremost, performer. Okay. Love it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And mm. a lot of that is uh, I mean we've seen you in a number of things. Uh, <laughs> In particular, I think uh, recently there was this run of ads where you had a son. Yes. And they made the two of you guys look so similar. Yes. Even um, the hair, the costuming. Yeah, that was for FWD, which their building is just across the street. So every time I see it, it's an insurance place. Yeah, yeah, it's insurance. And yeah, they cast a a five-year-old kid to be my son. Uh, and I was like, when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, he looks just like my nephew. So it was kind of freaky. Perfect. And then when, yeah, <laughs> then when they did our wardrobe and they did our hair and they made our hair exactly the same, I'm like, okay, this is freaky. But yeah, I do that. I pure commercial. Commercials are fun. I think if anyone who's listening is an improviser and wants to like take it, step, step it up a little bit, I think doing commercials is the next logical step, weirdly, because it also pays like great. <laughs> but it's fun because I always use my improv uh, technique when I audition and when I actually get on set. And stuff. Now, how, how do you mean? Oh, it's it's because I mean when you audition, like oh my god, the process is so nuts, and like the people who you record for or you're auditioning in front of don't really know what they're doing, so it's up to you to kind of like play with the lines and play with the timing and bring up different characters and be playful because mm. what they want. I mean, if you notice, especially the commercials I do, it's all very playful, all very fun, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's what helps me get the jobs is, is improv. You know what I mean? Okay, Playing okay, on, just being playful. Awesome. Uh, that's that sounds great. Uh, what else have you? You did a Lazada thing. I it? did. That was a that was another ad. Yeah, that was for Christmas. Um, yeah, I do a couple of things here and there. Mm-hmm. That, that's cool because that that job came from I worked with them before, so it's like okay. it's very fulfilling ah, repeat like, customers. Yeah, exactly. Nice. It's like oh, you like me? You really like me? Okay. I got another uh, one coming up soon. That's gonna be nuts, dude. That's for it's for the LTA. Oh, it's, I was cycling. They had to get a cyclist. Okay, that's okay. a crazy one. I had to wear like I don't want to spoil it too much, but basically I had to wear like uh, they put on a wig and a m- no, not a mustache. I was able to use my own mustache, but <laughs> I had to wear like a denim vest. So they made me look like a hell's angel. It's fucking crazy. Like on a bicycle? Am I allowed to curse, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, just yeah, tag nice. the explicit nice. thing on that. Uh, it's it's kind of a mix. I think I've gotten one clean episode in the nine I've done so far. Miguel. Uh, no, no. Usually it's me swearing. So yeah, it's not oh, them. Oh, fair really. enough. I'm swearing at them. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it varies. It varies. 
Okay, great. So that that is you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There's uh, a lot of fun little uh, fun different things that create a lot of creative stuff. You're t- telling different stories. Yeah. I think getting people to to be happy, right? Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that unites out. all my uh, work, mm-hmm. really. Be right. it photography or mm-hmm. writing or acting. It's just about making people smile and chuckle and just uh, look at life and. I mean, not to get too deep about it, but yeah, it's just to get people to you know live a little bit, feel life, and see that it's pretty funny. Mm, okay, awesome. Yeah, I awesome. like it. So, uh, how did you get into improv? Ooh, okay. So, uh, I did improv for the very first time. I think I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. So back in the nineties, holy crap! Uh, it was just part of my uh, drama, my school curriculum, my drama club. No, no, it's a class. It was actually an acting class. Okay. And I remember thinking, holy crap! Like this is so fun. This is so uh, enjoyable and like interesting, and I'm actually kind of uh, kind of okay at it. You know what I mean? Um, so I did that all throughout middle school and high school. So from the time I was like 13 to 18, then in college I kind of took a break because I I wanted to like um, <laughs> try to get a real job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was yeah. still taking acting classes just for fun, which had a little bit of improv. But yeah, I would say pretty much on and off. I've been doing improv for 20 plus years. Yes, 23. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that's that's a good long time. It's a long that's time. A long time. Uh, when I first met you, uh, this was probably around it would have been two thousand six years ago, yeah, seven about years six, ago, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, how how had your improv been doing up to that point? See, that's that's the cool thing is that I never really got seriously into it until I started working with you guys at, at TIC. Because before that, I mean, I think my main source of improv was doing it at Universal Studios. So right. I was like a performer, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a couple of shows where part it was partially scripted. A lot of it was improv, and a lot of guest interaction. But I hadn't done like proper long form improv until I hooked up with TIC, and okay. I took some classes at UCB in New York, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much where it went from there. Mm. But all the time, it's always been like a, it's always been there. Like every kind of performative element I've done right. uh, has had some improv in it. You know? okay. Yeah. okay, so basically, it's, it's, I would say at, the, at the, up to that point, mm. they've been acting mm-hmm. with some improv thrown in, and then with your work with us, you've started to amp up that element. Pretty much, yeah, okay. like exponentially. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is really called the improv company. Exactly. This is all we do. That's exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the name, right? Some of it is improv, and some of it is company. Company. Like, just being A little existing. bit of the thrown in. Yeah, uh, the, the is, the is in there. Uh, because, you know, we're trying to keep people together. Mm-hmm. We're trying to create. It's not just a company in a corporate sense, but yeah. in a... In the theatrical sense. Yeah, I mean, you can even call it the improv family, but TIFF is weird to thing to call it. Isn't something. that an image format or something? Yeah, it is. It's it's a high-resolution image format for printing things. See? Photographer. Nice. nice. I you felt challenged. Nice. I, I learn new things every time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it stands for, but... I'm sure... The image, something image, image format. I'm format. The image format. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I've got to say, like, just since you brought it up, I just mm. totally... I'm such a big fan of the improv company, everything we're... No, we're I guess, yeah, we're doing... I'll go ahead and say we're yeah, doing... We, totally. It's we, such a good, this, even this podcast is just a, such a cool sign of the way the community is coming together and doing stuff together. It's very mm. exciting. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think one of the one of the reasons why uh, after five years of uh, dicking around and not actually <laughs> doing the podcast, I did it because I realized that the community had changed uh, mm. since the pandemic well started. Yeah. Since Circuit Breaker ended, we saw so many new teams coming up. True. Um, in varying levels of enthusiasm and talent and skill. Yeah. Uh, but generally, high levels of enthusiasm. I mean, it's crazy that the enthusiasm is so high considering all the restrictions that are going against them. You know it, what I mean? Yes. It could be because, yeah. possibly. <laughs> because there's because not a lot of... <laughs> of people can't leave the country. True. And, uh, you true. know, it's, a, it's an outlet. Right? You get to create 
yesterday I was talking to Fred. Yeah. And that will be in the previous episode yeah. uh, if you're listening to this now. And he's uh, he was a financial engineer. Still is, yeah. Yeah. Working at a deep and uh, a, that's a bank. So different, right? Because uh, you know, early start, he's like a lit student. He uh, he reads plays and shit, and then. Oh, well, there goes my explicit rating. Uh, <laughs> and now he's he's got this real analytical mind around how he approaches improv in quite a different way from some of the more instinctual movements that people uh, make uh, as mm. they try to like, feel out their way towards creating something. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I had Fred and he was my one-on-one student. And mm. that's what he kept saying. Like, I'm trying to feel out the space. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I loved how he would say that. And like, and then, but seeing him grow, I'm like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. really trying to explore yourself, really. And like, being a more present and being a better listener. And seeing that guy grow, Fred in particular, has mm-hmm. been so fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. And I just got to shout him out a little bit because <laughs> he's on a team that I coach, the mm-hmm. Accidentals. Yep. And I, I think I'm going to put him on blast a little bit. But he was like, in our WhatsApp group, he's like, hey guys, I don't think I did a lot of justice to the Accidentals in Kim's podcast interview just now. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. I'm sure you did fine. I don't even know what that means. To be fair, he has this general air of um, feeling kind of sorry Yeah Like he's fine I had fun talking to him I don't yeah. know what he's talking about He's very interesting He's very present He's yeah. such a great performer But he's always just like Oh man okay I'm sorry He's like Snoopy or not, he's, he's like uh, No no uh, Eeyore uh, Eeyore He's like oh man I'm sorry Yeah. Hey Fred what's up Hey Fred <laughs> <laughs> This is what this podcast is Just, just like talking shit about people yeah, Lovingly. but he was fun. He was fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about, to be honest. Like, sure he has nothing he to be sorry for. I'm sure he was great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah it, and I watched the show and I, I liked it. And I thought it would have a great deal of potential. Uh, yeah. I could really see what they were trying to reach for. And it was their first show. And it's exciting, right? It's exciting to, to yeah. see them. Like, if I can... It, it's hard because I'm biased, obviously. But I'm like, oh, seeing them put it together. Like, it was my first time, really, mm-hmm. as a coach, watching a group of people that I coach perform, like, and me not doing anything. I'm not hosting. I'm not a part of it. I'm just like, fly my babies. And they did really well mm-hmm. considering, one, they learned at the last minute they had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And we had to change our whole format because of different things that we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And the things that they did and the, the listening. I mean, obviously, there's no perfect performance. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if it was perfect, it would probably be boring. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, of, a lot of things to grow. And I can't wait to see them do more. So they're a really good cool yeah, yeah. So Wonderful. hello to all the accidentals out there. Excellent. Uh, so if you're an accidental and you hear this, uh, hello. As hello. Well. Uh, <laughs> please do more shows. Otherwise, even if you're not an accidental and you are in improv, you know, go do more shows because that's how you keep it alive and that's how it's really a very different experience, right? Yeah. And yeah. the workshop. Workshops are fun, but a show is such a different experience. So more, so much more visceral. Yes. So much more, um, well, alive. So to speak. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Because I mean, I think a lot of people are doing improv because you know they want to they want to be more spontaneous Mm -hmm. they want to be a better listener and all that stuff is super commendable but when you put it on stage and when yeah when you breathe life into it it's just a completely different beast and like that's when you really get hooked in you know for good or bad (laughs) i mean good absolutely good 100 great personally (laughs) totally biased but yes (laughs) yeah man uh, awesome, awesome. So that's that's a fun quite a number of fun things there. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite improv thing? Oh, I love that. I love that. Has that such an open question? Your favorite improv thing? I think if I was, I was thinking about that question because I was listening to previous podcasts, and I think if I had to put it into words, mm-hmm. it's like the flow state that you reach when you're performing super well, mm-hmm. and like you know, like they talk about, like you know. Psychologists talk about the idea of flow. Athletes talk about the idea of flow, and it's like, it's it's such a weird esoteric idea. Just when everything's going right and you're not, you f- you feel free. But like, 
God, when I'm on stage and I'm in the flow and things are going well, I am like completely unaware and completely aware at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm completely like in the element, uh, in the moment. I can feel my partner. I can feel the audience. I can feel the light on my face. And yet it's all kind of like, and it's, it's so hard to describe it. I'm being very weird about it, but I have like an outer body experience yet. I'm completely in my body mm-hmm. and it's a feeling I, I clearly I cannot describe, but it's a feeling that I'm constantly chasing every day in everything I do. It's just that feeling of like, oh, I'm in, I'm doing my thing, and and quite frankly, people are watching me and enjoying it, and they're taking something from it. It's a really, yeah, it's 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 like the Pixar soul. It's I feel like, yeah. like I feel like I'm luckily I'm lucky in that in that moment I'm experiencing something that I know that is important and is part of my purpose. So if I had to put into words what my favorite improv thing is, it would be that. Okay. And okay. questions only. Just kidding. I fucking. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Kim, for you listeners, Kim threw up in his mouth just a tiny bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just uh, a quick memory of uh, I think our last episode that was with Miguel, mm-hmm. uh, the previous one. Uh, he was like, "Oh, we ran in a small competition. Someone picked up on it straight away. Who was Miguel's favorite game? It's questions only." Yeah. Uh, popped it in the jam chat, and then uh, I think it was a couple of hundred messages later. Oh yes. Yes. Um, it's my favorite and least favorite thing about improvisers. God, mm-hmm. you ever try to ask a group of improvisers a question where you just really want, so- like, if you're like, "Guys, I'm bleeding. What do I do? I'm choking. I'm choking. Well, I'm choking. What do I do? Oh, <laughs> well, let's do. Uh, have you tried? The-? It's like it's like <laughs> improvisers doing bits nonstop is yeah. like my least favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in every WhatsApp chat, yeah, someone says something that's kind of vaguely improv Bam! Six messages of bits later, you might get an actual answer. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is great. I, I love the spirit of it, but I would like an answer. It's like Reddit, right? You <laughs> need to put a serious tag. <laughs> like, uh, yes. This yeah. is an actual question. I need information. Please help me. Uh, and you know what I mean? It's like, I make fun of it, but I genuinely do kind of love it because it's just people just embracing improv at yeah, the yeah. end of the day. Absolutely. absolutely. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, and then at one point, I think Hamza was like, should I make a WhatsApp chat? And I'm like, yes, yes, do it. Please do it. <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, for on, on, I mean, on one hand, yeah. um, you know, I enjoyed it and in the sense that I love watching people play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the other hand, I was increasingly aware that um, there were a number of people who were very much on the verge of Just leave, like leaving, group. leave group. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's, um, let's, 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 let's build that lightning rod. Let's get all those people who like questions only into one group where they yeah. can... Go for it. Yeah, just it, really go at it. 100% not to discourage. And I love how it grew organically. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, but yeah just move to that group. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and then I... Unintended uh, consequences. Yes. And then someone showed me the group and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, okay. This is actually pretty funny, but I'm glad I'm not a part of it. I, I actually joined it. I'm, I am a total part of it. I'm go just, for just, it, like, mate. Running Have fun. For it. Uh, it's just, yeah, probably don't want to subject everyone else to that. Yeah. And like, it, it goes to a deeper question. Like, people always ask, do you prefer short form or long form? And what's the difference anyway? And at the end of the day, I think what we just described is why I prefer long form. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy short form. I like playing games. I like coaching it. I think it's actually easier to coach. Mm-hmm. But long form is where it's at. Like, that's where you get the real moments of magic. Like, I forgot where I said this, but I feel like growing up, I really enjoyed stage magic. Like, you know, David Copperfield, Lance Burton, all that stuff. I was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I when I kind of like slowly discovered that oh it's all it's all you know there's no, no such thing really as, as magic it's all mechanics and like how they do dis, like how they uh, draw your attention and stuff I'm like oh that's even cooler like the 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 thing about that the um, the mechanics of it and how they perform it is is great okay where am I going with this <laughs> where I'm going with this is that magic like the real that original magic of what I thought of as a kid of just like real things just being created in front of your eyes to me that's improv like especially when you're doing long form. Like, 
oh yeah, you're just going to take a word and you're oh, for an hour you're going to dazzle the audience. That's awesome. And I feel like you don't get that same kind of quality in short form. In all the short form I've done and seen, it doesn't touch that stratosphere of like, oh, being something more than just a few hearty chuckles, which, trust me, I love to chuckle. I love mm-hmm. to laugh. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. That's okay. why I'd rather join a long form WhatsApp group if there uh, could be such a thing. Yeah. Uh, in a way, it's also his own performance, right? Yeah. Like, uh, if you wanted to stretch that kind of metaphor to everything, even the existence of, say, the company mm-hmm. is also its own story. Yeah. And we're building the story as we go. We don't know where it's going to go, and we're trying to make the best of it as we can. Uh, it's like, you know, in the middle of like the story, suddenly we say, hey, let's go to the audience, get a suggestion. And then someone mm-hmm. says, you have a pandemic. And we're like, holy shit. Yeah. And then we spend a couple of years on that stage doing a pandemic-based story as we, you know, navigate that and come up with the most random things that you can think of. Like, yeah. uh, here, uh, here's a superhero uh, thing from the government that's plagiarizing someone else. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. And uh, at this point, I just want to run across the damn stage already of this COVID <laughs> storyline. <laughs> That's it's getting a little. Nice. I mean, someone really should edit tooth. this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's your favorite improv thing. That so is that flow state. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah okay. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, it's something that um, you reminded me of that. So mm. it's also when I first got hooked into improv. Mm. So when I started out, a couple of years of practices in, did my first. Sh- uh, I think I hit that flow state in a workshop nice. the first time, and I was like, okay, this is my breakthrough. Nice. Uh, and it was is that flow right when you know exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing you're gonna do? And you do it, and you deliver it perfectly. Yeah. And everyone in the room is taken in. Yep. And then that was what kept me going. And in a, in yeah. a way, a lot of what I've been doing is trying to pursue and re, uh, to re-encounter that moment. Yeah. I get that maybe once or twice a year, um, which is nice. It's yeah. just that moment of flow. Um, stage help, I think, because it just ups the difficulty of things, ups the sure. pressure, and that helps you to create a more optimal condition for, for sure. encountering that. For sure. And it's it's the fact that it's a shared flow state too, right? When you get people you trust and mm-hmm. you, people work with you and you're like, did you come up with that? Did I come with that? Did we just come up with it together? I don't know, but this is amazing. Let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's why I loved the Thick Solitite Ultra Show so mm-hmm. much. That I felt that the whole time. I was like, um, like two or three minutes into it, I'm like, okay, I'm totally at ease. I'm like... I am riding this wave. I am the wave. I'm the surfer. It's so great. It's mm. so great. Mm-hmm. And I really wish everyone listening can and hopefully will reach that state sometime because it's like chef's kiss to the max. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How we hook them in and we keep them going. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We let them feel something amazing that they could never experience without something like improv. Yeah. In a, I guess in a way that the flow state is common among and I think you mentioned a few things like mm. sports mm-hmm. um, what was the other thing? Art? Sport mm-hmm. everything right art I mean mm. but the thing about the thing that makes it different or I guess similar to sports is that you have spectators right mm-hmm. and you have teammates mm-hmm. so I mean it's one thing to be like oh my god five hours later I'm, I've just finished all these Excel spreadsheets I didn't even know mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that's great in and of itself but it's not for a higher purpose than what you're doing mm-hmm. But when you're communing with the audience, with your performers, and you're creating mm. something that's space, with. Yeah. yeah, right, mm. communion, it's like amazing. And it's there, and then it's gone, and then it's precious, mm-hmm. because it was there and gone, yep. and because it was so beautiful. Again, such a rare feeling to get, but just what it's all about to me. Okay, totally. okay. When was the last time? So I guess the last time was TST, the TST. Yeah, it must yeah. be. Okay. Like, it's the last time I felt that kind of state. And um, yeah, I want more of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great, great. So, how would you describe your relationship to improv? Oh, it's it's one of those things where it's just 
stupidly truly all consuming okay like it's I, I i i'm not kidding when i say like i'm improvising all the time you know what i mean just the mindset of listening and supporting and and playing and that's what it is to me you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. something that i turn on and off like i don't feel like i ever turn off and on the improv button i turn off the performer button i'll turn off the coach button whatever but like that the spirit of improv like literally the three things we teach teach our students mm-hmm. embrace failure make your partner look good and yes and mm-hmm. that doesn't turn off so it's always there okay yeah okay Great. Also, oh, that sounds nice. And terrifying, yes. yes. I can imagine. All-consuming. I mean, that, that kind of thing. You know, but like, a, casually all-consuming. <laughs> casually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe consuming is not the right word. Maybe it's all-producing. Okay. Yeah. Has it, uh, how does it affect how you see the world? Hmm. That's a great question. I think in the most simplest of terms, or the simplest view, is that it causes me to be a bit more curious okay. to see what's behind that. What is this? What is that? And why? Because I'm naturally curious by nature and because I know maybe one day down the road it'll help in an improv scene, in a written scene, in a play I want to write, a, uh, you know, a screenplay or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that is what it is. It makes me more curious and more, and more open-minded, I think, for sure. Because I think um, when you don't have... When you can do anything, like how we can do an improv, you should be able to do anything. In other words, you should be able to hold different points of view from your own. You should be able to play characters who are different from yourself. Mm-hmm. So where do you get that? From the world, from your imagination, all that stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. That's uh, fascinating because I think, I, and this is related to the TSTU um, show, right? Mm-hmm. We had a recent run-in with IMDA. So fun. Yeah. I'm sh- almost getting to the point where I can laugh about it. Almost. I mean, it's been a while. Things yeah. are taking a long time. But yeah. it's also, it started me thinking about the sense of like censorship, right? Which yeah, yeah, in Singapore yeah. is one of those things that is everywhere. Mm. And how in a very real way, you can't, uh, well, you're not supposed to or not allowed to, or uh, you're dis- heavily discouraged from. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the exact term is. Um, a, probably a combination of all of that. Yeah. Uh, prevented, essentially, from doing anything you want or yeah. saying anything you want yeah. because it violates actual laws. Yeah, and that's the hard part, right? Because at the, at the core of what art does is that it's supposed to shake up the status quo, to shake up the way you see things. Mm-hmm. So when you have this thing of, like, censorship and, like... But more importantly, what it does is that it causes each individual artist to self-censor. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's hard, and that's I think that's the thing that's keeping... Singapore arts from flourishing, mm-hmm. you know. I, every young artist that I talk to, be they musicians or actors, they always be like, oh, I can't wait to get out of Singapore. It's so oppressive. It's so small. It's so this. And I'm like, yeah, but it could be so much more, you know what I mean? It's like the hub of business in Southeast Asia. It's the hub of this. It's the hub of that, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So why can't we be more in the arts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to steal something from West Wing, my favorite show of all time, like the time of, uh, of Shakespeare was also the time of, 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 of uh, Elizabeth, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the growth of a society goes side by side with the growth of its arts and culture. They're mm-hmm. not separate, they are the same. So fuck, let's do more. Stop censoring us. Do you? Oh, so I, in, <laughs> uh, I, did, I wrote a little article about that for Gail. Oh, uh, nice. Gail of, uh, Gail Perry, don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for Status Magazine and Probably out or is out. I'm not sure. When. I didn't even know Gail had a magazine. That's so cool. Uh, he helps edit status. I'll check it out. Yeah. I don't. I've never heard of status. That's an improv magazine. It is an improv magazine. That is yeah, yeah. hilarious. Uh, we have so a cool. we have a school license, so uh, you know, I'll send you a copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd um, love to read. 
What was I thinking? Oh right, yes. Uh, and in my research, apparently, uh, mm. it's quite interesting. In that London, uh, the UK had laws against improvisation uh-huh. uh, around the time of Keith Johnston. So he's actually still alive. Hilarious. And then, so like the eighties and nineties? Um, no, he was. I think before that, Even probably sixties, seventies. <clears throat> I should go check it out. The yeah, actual yeah, yeah. dates, but uh, apparently they would have to submit scripts. Um, the Lord Chamberlain's man, uh, they couldn't improvise. They right. weren't allowed to. I think uh, the suggested solution to that was to send one of their agents to watch their show <laughs> and to stand up every time something that they couldn't allow uh, was said and I was like maybe I should suggest that I mean we seem maybe to be maybe we should write a play about that that's hilarious <laughs> like my dream <laughs> I don't even know if we're, like, we should be talking about this stuff but I want to like every, uh. I want to take the TST Ultra show uh, get a copy of it transcribe it and then rewrite it to like what would be a, like what would be a palatable to the censors oh, yeah, which yeah. is funny because yeah. they keep saying like oh you can have gay character because okay for those of you who didn't have no idea what we're talking about, uh, yeah, me, Annie, and Asher did a show mm-hmm. where me and Asher just happened to come out and play like basically the main uh, couple of the show. Mm-hmm. We were romantic partners and we were both men because I have a big me personally. I, I don't like playing outside of my gender, especially for doing stuff like this where it's like kind of like everyday or like the contemporary style theater. And I was like, man. It, we got really slammed for that, <laughs> basically. A little bit. So, yeah, I would love to take that script and be like, because they're always saying like, oh, yeah, you can, yeah, we're okay with gay characters, just don't be explicit, whatever the fuck that means. Mm. Like, you can have gay characters, but they can't have a happy ending, whatever that means. It's like it's it's crazy that they phrase it that way. And I feel, again, I can feel the censor on my shoulder right now. And I'm like, I want to like, not get shot yeah, yeah. in the back of my head, but it's, it's, it's such a fascinating thing. Because um, if I can share a little bit, and please edit this out if you don't feel oh, comfortable so, sharing. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. But essentially, you know, I'll, 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 uh, after this is done and yeah. you have second thoughts, we'll, we'll cut it out I'm or we'll fine. not. It's up to you. I'm fine. But like, I, I think you put up something on the Facebook chat group talking, like asking the global improv community for yeah. help about how to deal with, with uh, government censorship. And everyone was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't heard back yet from the North Korea and the Chinese uh, improvisers out there, but... It's, it's it's weird, it's weird, and it, it's fun because it like it it causes you to get into a box, and filling up the box is, is interesting. But it's like, you know. yeah, but is that is that filling out the box because you're like, where's the line? Can yeah, I, can I find that line? The line's kind of because blurry. I want to, I'm interested in that line. I would mm-hmm. like to explore this line mm-hmm. and see what it means to me as a citizen, to yeah. me as an artist in this country. Yeah, where many things are great. Yes, and some things aren't. And yes. can we explore that? Are we allowed to explore those things? And that's the thing about art and, and theatre, mm-hmm. right? Which is why if you look at theatre and censorship, there's a genuine fear in, mm-hmm. I, I I'll say in totalitarian societies. Not Singapore, because Singapore's not a totalitarian society. Mm-hmm. All right? It has elements of control uh, and uh, I would say like state control. Yeah. But it's not totalitarian. And yet, some of these conditions are remarkably similar. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Because, I mean, if you were to ask someone, I mean, if you ask anyone who's totalitarian, None of them would, would, you know, to them, what they're doing is good. And what these IMDA and what the censors are doing to them is good. We want to make sure we support the the morals and the norms of the country. At the end of the day, okay, sure. But then you need that, I feel, and this could be the American in me really coming out, is that you need checks and balances, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you need a, a group that challenges that ideal to push what is possible and what is boundary. And then I think you should let, not the government decide what's right or wrong, but let the society decide what's right or wrong. Mm. Government at the end of the day should represent what society is and wants, not the other way around. Mm. They shouldn't define 
what society can uh, handle. And I could go into that for a while because you know if you look at how uh, people are reacting to the pandemic now, yeah. there is a remarkable surge of very racist people yes. doing very racist things in public. Right, I think there was this old lady who got kicked in the chest. Uh, you get every couple of days, you get another storm video of someone mm. being racist, uh, t- telling brown people to go away. Is their country, which is so weird. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. echoes of America in there. But it's just like you realize you're from China, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's all this kind of weird shit going on. But th- those are also the people. These yeah. are part some of the people who are doing these things, and yet. There are also values which uh, we don't share. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I think that gets into issues of ethics and morality. And I, again, we can talk about this forever, right? Improv. <laughs> 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 but at the end of the day, I mean, in a very real simple fashion, if you were to poll a thousand Singaporeans and ask them if what we did is okay, mm-hmm. I think a vast majority would be like, yes, that's fine. Not only that, maybe it's good. Maybe. And you'd have really conservative people like, no, no, this is wrong. This is bad. This is gross. Mm-hmm. And even then, they'd be like, eh, I don't agree with it, but it's okay. They should be able to perform. But if you pull that same thousand people, like, should that dude kick that dude in the chest? Probably not. Right. Right. So. But it's also, it's also because, like, the government does set mm-hmm. uh, the parameters for the conversation. True. Right. In saying, oh, this is not allowed, or this is allowed. Uh, you know, and one of the ministers comes out and says specifically, oh, it's quite unfortunate that so and so said something at the press conference. Yeah. Uh, then they are setting the parameters. They are influencing the conversation in themselves because they're not just controlling it, yeah. but they are also saying this is kosher, this is not, yeah. uh, and that shifts what we can and cannot say. One hundred percent. Which is, but as a citizen, I want to change that, right? I want to be, or at least not change that. I want to be able to challenge that and say, uh, is this true? Can we really examine this? Is this yeah. what we are as a people? Yeah. And so on. So uh, you know, when I watched the show, I I didn't think, oh, this is going to be problematic. <laughs> yeah, great. And no one thought it was going to be problematic until we were told it was problematic. Problematic, right? Allegedly. Yeah. But yeah. that's uh, that's part of the parcel of the nature of staying here. I mean, mm-hmm. Among other things, it's also th- uh, other uh, like for example, economic considerations, uh-huh. right? So I say, uh, at least improv-wise, we a lot of our students are either middle or above yeah. uh, in terms of economic class. That's fair to say, I think. Yeah, um, partly, there is a barrier to entry because we do charge a certain amount for our classes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we also want it to be accessible. So as a company, we also have certain like things to deal with. right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like you're swimming in it, in the water, and how do you react to that? How do you, though this water is different from other people's water. 100%, yeah. And uh, I think as an artist, we it's, it's kind of like our job to examine that. Can we work against that can we fix what in our own ways what is that whether it's by organizing or whether it's by uh, giving back volunteering or whatever it is I mean tons of stuff so, yeah but I think you're you're hitting it on the head hitting the nail on the head right where an artist's job fundamentally is to get people to think mm. now whether they're politically charged or just to think about their life or if they mm. think that's what we want we want people to think right and the but then the problem comes with like oh no 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 we don't want people thinking that you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is like let right. them decide i had, I had uh, in many of in one of the many conversations i've had about government and censorship yeah. uh, i was wondering what would a very pro government improviser play like <laughs> and i'm just like that is so fascinating so uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're extremely pro government uh, come hit me up i would like to talk to you yeah. Uh, not in a hostile way. I just, I'm super curious. How, how would you play? What does it mean? Uh, because it's really fascinating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like those improv. people who make those uh, propaganda posters yeah. for North Korea, right? Are they artists? They would have to be, right? Right. And at the same time, you know, it's propaganda. So my question is, that where where does where does that intersect? Can we can we have that conversation? 
uh, what if you had an improv team made up of half super pro-government and half like anti-government mm-hmm. and then like get them to play together? Is that a terrible idea? Probably. I would love to see it though. I don't know. But I mean, I, <laughs> how many people really truly identify as, oh, I'm very pro-government? Like that's a big part of their personality. Oh yeah, no, I know people like that. Oh sure. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, wow. My secondary school WhatsApp chat, um, definitely some real pro-government people. Like wow. they wouldn't say it out loud, but they'll say, you might say, hey, so this minister said this dumb thing and bam, suddenly 50 <laughs> messages later, you're like, oh wait, hang on. I got dragged into an internet fight. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have to have the energy for that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I got sorry. I, I dragged you off. On no, this no, no, no. I love like, tangents. Oh, like, if 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 anyone ever listens to my podcast, Good Hang with Nathan, that I do with Nathan Aritono. Like, all we do is tangents. It's like you can call it tangent the podcast. Because <laughs> I think that's fun. I mean, and that's what I love about improv. To you, start one place. You start with a question. Well, who are you? And then right. before you know it, we're talking about <laughs> like history and sociology and stuff like that. So. No need to apologize, but you do have a list of questions, so let's get to uh, it. Well, it's just to guide me so that I don't <laughs> wander too far off tangent, and suddenly I'm getting, like, I'm saying things that I might regret later. Oh, possibly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should just have like beeps, we'll just beep out like all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was, is this one? No, that's a, nah, that's that's a rip shot. It, yeah. I feel like this is appropriate for some of the things we've been talking about. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, let's, what about this one? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hey, hey. Nice. Oh, there's cheering in there. Thank you. I just press it long enough. Okay, so what? Uh, let's see. What are you most interested in outside of improv? So, if oh, let's wow. say if you talk about performance, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think you mentioned things like shows. You also do like photography. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't really know what. It feels like you're interested in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, but it's but it's funny. But it goes it goes back to the question you asked me a while ago, where like, what is my relationship to improv? And mm-hmm. I mean, I put that together with what's my relationship with performance right where it's, it is truly all consuming yeah like I, I find it very hard to define something that's like separate that is outside of it but i guess if i had to say anything it would be manchester united <laughs> oh <laughs> i guess uh, well we're, we're saying we're doing this recording like, yeah uh, about 12 hours 6 30 in the morning yeah yeah just to watch us lose 12 hours after a 21 kick penalty shootout i knew i knew De Gea was gonna like the sec i just saw his face and i'm like this dude's t- definitely gonna miss after the keeper maybe had the the, the villarreal keeper had the best Penalty kick of the whole game. I feel like this is very like, whiplashy. People are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. art, interesting sports. sports what? Yeah, some sports, yeah." But I guess yeah. that's what your question is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the season's over. Yeah. And now it's back to the transfer window, yeah. which is kind of, it feels a bit like a season, right? Like it's like winter. I never thought about that, but that's totally right. Because growing up in the states, having four seasons, it's very difficult sometimes to have the Singapore weather where it's just hot and. Yeah. Nope. yeah, you mentioned yeah. with Hamza just wet and hot and blah blah, but yeah, that's true. Actually, the the Premier League season kind of keeps me a little bit grounded. I'm like, oh yeah, five years ago when we had Robin van Persie, five leagues ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, uh, and then we've had seasons of uh, David Moyes and Louis van Gaal, yeah. and then you know it felt a bit like a post apocalypse in some it's way. It's crazy, yeah. And now we have uh, a possible dawn, and then it's also like no, but you know, I mean, like, I mean loving Manchester United. In the post Fergie era is a real like. I guess I would say in the Fergie era it was such a healthy beauty. I mean, it was just lovely. It was just so easy. Like it was just my source of joy. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't lose. <laughs> Everything was great. <laughs> we won titles. It was great. And then afterwards, it's just like, oh, I feel like a battered uh, partner. I feel like a battered husband. Ah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not to uh, not to expand on that too much, but you know, it's like the, so you win one thing, FA Cup, and then the, that same guy gets sacked like, yeah. a week later in a very inglorious way. Yeah. Uh, replaced by this guy who has this habit, you yeah. know, of 
turning on his club in the third year, which he did. It it's turns exa- out. He followed the script. Mourinho followed the script exactly. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, we got him, but he can win things, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, he kind of did. And he talked, but then he talked shit about all the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone hated him. It was very toxic. But yeah. it's so good to see all. Oh my god, people are soon be so like, shut the fuck up, John and Kim. But like, yes. but uh, to see all come in and like really bring back the team identity, it feels like it really does feel like Fergie 2.0. Of like that mentality of winning, of using youth, it's exciting, and I think the I'm trying to find what are the parallels between wh- why I love not even sports. I don't sport, but I love Manchester United, and I, it's almost as much as I love the performing arts. And I think it's just uh, similar. It's the team mentality. It's the togetherness of it. It's the the creation of something beautiful for a moment where you, like a goal mm. is like orgasmic, right? It's like a moment where it's just like I'm united with one billion fans around the world in that moment. We're all cheering, and it's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've probably discussed this in multiple things. Cause I really like the analogy of sports and improv, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Uh, particularly for football, because I've been into football for, I guess, almost like two-thirds of my life at this yeah, point. Yeah, and yeah. You know, when, when if you dehumanize the other team for a moment, when you're doing improv, it's a little bit like that. You have a problem. Mm. Uh, and I think I talked to Fred about this. Like, you, you're getting, you, your basic goal is to get a ball into the other team's goal yeah. and preventing that from happening to yourself. Yeah. And it's a problem. It's a puzzle. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, in football, it's also mixed with a lot of physicality. Yes, but it's exactly. basically like if you talk about tactics. And the same for improv because your basic aim there is to do a show. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, a good show in some way. Whatever good means in that particular show, whether people are t- crying, uh, tears of joy or sadness, or whether they're going away thinking, "Oh, I'm. I have thoughts about that now. That's yeah. interesting. A different way of looking at something. You're trying to solve that problem, and you may succeed or you may not." Uh, but either way, you're working with your team and hopefully if you're working together, then you're both working in the same direction and getting that flow state together yeah. as a team. And when you score, you know. That's totally true. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said also in addition to that. There's like, I don't know, this weird kind of like mother-father analogy, like whereas like the artistic side, the improv side is like the mother. It's like nurturing, it's mm-hmm. creation, it's like, it's love. Whereas sports side, it's very, it's very male-dominated, right? You're trying to defeat someone. It's... What I, what I always find interesting is that how many analogies there are between football and, like, battle. Like, we talk about attackers. Yeah, we right. talk about flanks. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. all these things. I'm like, it's very militaristic. Yeah. It's very, like, caveman smashing someone with a mm. thing. So, I think putting them together, it, it makes for, uh, like, a quite a holistic <laughs> experience in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to get too philosophical about a silly mm. game with a silly ball. Yeah, uh, I think Orwell had a nice essay about that mm. as sport as war. Mm. Um, I think he was George a bit Orwell? George Orwell, yeah, oh, okay. that guy. I, don't know um, I think it was a bit more along the lines of how people are like basically drugged into submission. A lot of their energies are drained by the spectacle of sport right. as war, uh, and then you know there's less energy to resist. Mm. So before I sure. wander back <laughs> off that cliff, which we just came back out of, let's not go into that. Let's not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the season's over. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. A, I don't because I'm not European. I don't support someone from the Euros. I just support United players as they go into Euros. Mm-hmm. Though um, it's crazy. I think those people need a break. They've been playing nonstop. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just. It's just that every year, right? Like it's almost as if the off season is more exciting because we think about, ooh, who's our new players, and we mm-hmm. think, oh, we're gonna get this person. We're gonna get that person. Is this the year we finally signed Wesley Schneider? Um, it's like a whole thing. <laughs> It's a real going, he'll be man. dead. <laughs> Fifty but, years uh, later, uh, but yeah, man, this it's 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 so stupid. I just mm. hop out of bed, go right to my phone or my mm. computer, be like, okay, refresh. Did we sign anyone? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that that must. Be, um, 
I guess, but it's interesting because this year, if you look at some of the statistics, like mm. Luke Shaw, right, yeah. from the time when Mourinho was saying, oh, uh, he uses his body with my brain. Uh. And you're like, what the heck? Is, how yes. do you, what? Uh, and now he's one of the best improved players, one Easily. of our best actual players Easily. at all. Yeah. Right? Uh, over this uh, season, has, the improvement has been insane. Yeah. But you don't notice that because it's game by game. And he doesn't necessarily stand out as like a man of the match. Yeah. But he's just... Consistent Because you trust him He doesn't really mess up He's yeah. like just Working up, Running up and down yeah, yeah. Left flank yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Suddenly you realise He's been doing it The whole season And yeah. he looks a bit uh, Well chunky I mean that see. dude Broke his leg To the point that It yes. almost got de- Like uh, removed You know what I mean right, It almost yeah. got amputated So And now he's doing that So yeah. that's, that's also a story But Pretty you amazing. can only see that In hindsight Because yeah. during the season You're like Oh yeah Left backs look Okay <laughs> uh, Who else Hey Bruno Bruno Yes Ray. exactly yeah. So uh, it's just many different narratives as we go, and mm-hmm. I think uh, just the transfer season is just a very clear kind of distinct yes. thing there, um, which you can see. Like oh, when someone is signed, it's a very obvious event. Whereas yep. when someone improves incrementally after three games, you're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole adage, right? It's like oh, it's like a new signing. Ah. The, them playing well is like a new signing. <laughs> it's like give me a real signing though. <laughs> it's what everyone wants. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe a, a centre back. Maybe ah. nice. <laughs> Sports talk to improv. Sports talk. Nerds. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, well, the next question is usually improv and the thing you're keen on. Okay. <laughs> That's the question. Improv and the thing you're keen on. Which would be, I suppose, Manchester United. Um, has that changed anything for you? What do you mean? Wait, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> so it's basically like if some people uh, would say they're keen on, say, Muay Thai. Ah, yeah. And then you. they learn improv. Does it influence that? Not uh, really, yeah. I guess. Okay, cool. <laughs> Not really, I guess. Because I guess, because yeah, because them, those two things have been such a big part of me for a long time. Like uh, for me, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't grow up on football, but I started following United uh, sixteen years ago okay. in two thousand four. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think everything, anything has really changed. Yeah, I, I guess mean, in a way, football in this case. It's a very passive thing. Yeah, I because guess so. like like we don't play. I don't play. Hell no. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we just watch, right? Yeah, yeah. It, you take the result as it is. It's live, mm-hmm. which is it helps you enjoying it as an audience member. But there's no way you can actually influence yeah. that unless you, I don't know buy a jersey. In which case, you can probably pay for ten minutes of podcast time. Yeah. But you know, but to weirdly answer your question though, because another thing I guess I'm also interested in is cooking. Mm. Okay. And I'm weirdly like I prefer following a recipe. But I like improvising on a recipe when I know that it can be made better. So I guess if, to, to answer your question, it is, yeah, <coughs> in the kitchen. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. That, I had recent thoughts about that. So we've had students who are, you know, they've been seeing some of the shows that have um, been put up. Yeah. And they go like, oh, that's great. I want to do that exact thing. So whether they're doing duos or yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to do like genre improv or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> and then part of me as a coach, I'm like, okay, well, you've just finished 101. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. Love your enthusiasm. Uh, this is probably not where you want to be right now. Maybe we can get the fundamentals right. And I think it's that basic idea of knowing the fundamentals strongly enough, uh, having that base level of knowledge yeah. so that you can then riff on that. Oh, even dude, as an improviser. Dude, to me, I, I tell my students all the time, improv is just fundamentals. Like everything else is just garnish. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like your own personal flavor. But at the end of the day, to me, improv is like 70% fundamentals, 30% your personality. So in other words, what is your taste? What do you mm-hmm. like? What do you mm-hmm. want to do? Because like, mm-hmm. I don't know, can you, th- I mean, I genuinely want to know, like, do you, can you think of like aspects of learning improv that is not fundamentals or like a re-looking at fundamentals or a mm. redefining of fundamentals? Right. No. Uh, like, even if you're talking about genre. Everything's a riff on that, right? Yeah, so exactly. if anything, any guideline that someone says is basically, you go back to those basic uh, fundamentals, those yeah. uh, core principles, universal principles mm-hmm. that 
work and then to examine that and say why does that work because if you have that understanding that will serve you over many things exactly. and not just one thing that's why I'm so passionate about getting the fundamentals right that's why I love teaching 101 that's why when I do my my 201 jam I like really want to get them to understand it right you know what I mean mm. and I'm so quick to, to nip out things that I find are uh, not so conducive to to the fundamentals of improv Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great to hear. I mean, I'm completely on board with that uh, <laughs> with that principle. Um, yeah, it's just I, it's not. That I, I guess I just want to discourage people from trying stuff. Uh, I know ahead right? of time. That's but the thing, right? Yeah, but it's always go back to that basic work. That is something I'm constantly balancing. Mm. I'm always like, okay, I'm always like kind of couching it as like I let them go, and I'm like, okay, you see why that doesn't work? It's because of this. And and I'm always like, and they're always like, oh yeah, duh, because it always just goes back to the three tenets of improv: make mm-hmm. your partner look good, embrace failure, yes, and right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I've seen too many performers lose their way because they get stuck in a bad habit mm-hmm. that's comes from fear mm-hmm. or no, always, mm-hmm. honestly, always fear. Because improv is scary. Don't get me wrong. No, like, no life I, is scary. Exactly. But that's, that's what they're afraid of, right? When someone uh, screws up on stage, it's not because they're trying to be a dick to someone. Yeah, not but at all trying to avoid a certain outcome that they are concerned about. Yeah, 100%. Fear. It always comes from fear, right? And the only way to get over that fear, for me, is one, exposure to it mm-hmm. and learning the fundamentals. Like, the only thing that can defeat fear is competence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, using the energy you get from the fear and making it to produce something mm-hmm. is great. You know what I mean? But yep. if you're mm-hmm. if you're... If you're unarmed, if your if your fear is like this monster that you can't, not not only do you, the problem is if you have if fear becomes a monster that you don't know how to slay. Mm. I mean, it's one thing if you like, okay, I'm afraid of this. I have this bad habit of performance, but I know I'm working towards it. I know it's because oh, I've done this before. But if you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna do shit. I'm just gonna oh, throw stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes, to me, quite frankly, anti-improv. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's like. You know, you're not working with each other. Mm. You're not working to achieve a goal. You're just kind of like <laughs> scared and just trying shit. Yeah. So I guess if you want to paraphrase that a little bit, mm. uh, improv is the anti-fear. Ah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. In that it, once you've gotten those fundamentals, it allows you to face that fear. Yeah. And even if you are feeling that fear, to uh, to lean back on the principles to get you through that so you can react and work with each other in a good way. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think I can generally say I think I can genuinely say that I don't feel fear when I'm about to step on stage. I feel excitement. I feel no, mostly just excitement, really. Mm-hmm. But that's because I, <laughs> quite, fr- I mean, I've I was trying to calculate it. I think I've pretty much done the ten thousand hours thing mm-hmm. of, of whatever, and uh, and it's cool because I don't think I'll ever master improv. Mm-hmm. But I feel like getting in front of a stage, getting on stage and performing in front of people, that is something I feel very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just takes time. Okay. Yeah. Great. And love. It takes a lot of love. Yeah, I love it. Which I think okay. I don't think anyone listening to this doesn't love improv. I mean, <laughs> probably not. No, if you are still listening at the forty-five minute mark, Seriously. you're probably a big fan. You got over that Manchester United hump. Yeah. Come on, you love yeah, us. Yeah, you love yeah. improv. Let's face it. <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much, John. Yeah, I really no, appreciate you spending the time with me today. Um, so, one last question: mm. Where are you headed next? Oh boy, um, that's a big question, right? Um, I guess we're looking at the improv context, I guess. Which, like no, I said, anything really, whatever you feel like talking about. Yeah, like improv is life. To steal something from Ted Lasso. <laughs> a lot of things are, it's an exciting time. Um, but most of all, all uh, what comes to my mind most is that I'm excited for this little, <laughs> this little break we're having mm-hmm. because of phase two, part two. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that I'm getting a little bit of rest. I've been going kind of nonstop since the year began. 
So I'm excited for what comes after. I have a couple uh, irons in the what's the what's the metaphor in the stove Fire? and the irons in the yeah I guess so uh, that I'm really excited to take out and shape into something really interesting. Some mm-hmm. improv groups that I'm coaching, some improv groups I'm a part of, um, some projects I have in the, in mind that I'm really excited for that I would love to work with you and a bunch of other people and, and you mm-hmm. listening listener I would love to work with you. Mm-hmm. Reach out to me. Um, yeah. but a lot of things. A lot yeah. of things. Okay. Okay, great. Um, do you want to plug anything before we finish up? No, not really. I'm, you know, just uh, say hi. You know, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the WhatsApp group, so I'm say hi. If, yes. if anything you heard today uh, rings true to you, or or, or 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 you know something you really you related with, or anything I mentioned that you want to work on, if you want to join my little two hundred one jam, I just do that. But everything's kind of chill now because of Phase Two Part Two. But yeah. Check okay. out the accidentals. Check out the clingies. Much love to them all, and we'll see what other improv groups might come up in the soon, medium to near future. All right. Well, exciting. looking forward to that. Thank you, listeners, for listening up to this point. So uh, have a great day. Uh, this has been Geniuses, Poets, and Artists. And once again, we're running a little competition. If you can, email us at contact.improv.sg and tell us what is John and my favorite football team. You get a free pin. <laughs> All right. And with that, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.